0: This episode is sponsored by AbleNow, tax-advantaged savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities.
1: For too long, Americans with disabilities couldn't save or invest for the future. Advocates fought hard to change this, resulting in the federal ABLE Act and AbleNow accounts.
0: AbleNow accounts help eligible individuals save for the future without endangering eligibility for certain disability benefits, such as Medicaid and SSI.
1: AbleNow is available to qualified individuals in all 50 states. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible for an Ablenow account at ablenow.com. Hi, I'm Emily Liddell.
0: And I'm Kyle Ketchadorian.
1: And you are listening to the first episode of The Accessible Stall for 2024. Woo!
0: I actually was going to say that exact thing. That's really funny. (laughs) What are we going to talk about today for the first time this year? Anger anger i'm so ready it's my favorite emotion just kidding. actually
1: it's funny because like i'm not really actively angry at this particular moment but well,
0: get it together
1: i mean i'm only angry <laughs> but i have a lot of feelings about anger so let's talk about it heck yeah okay so here's the thing I have been thinking so much lately about expressions of anger that come from particular experiences because I'm disabled and I will get really off about something either online or in person and then find myself having this internal debate about how angry I'm actually allowed to get as a disabled person because I've spent so many years of my life internalizing this idea of I can't be the bitter disabled person or you have to be nice to people to get things that you need. So yeah, it's just a balance that I've been thinking about a lot lately and I think as we might say on the accessible Stall, there's a lot to unpack there
0: i used to also get the um just be grace, grateful that you can walk or like whatever like for me it was walk but like for you it might be some other ability right so and it it's really hard to deconstruct or even feel anger at all when that was shoved out your throat your whole life because like oh yeah that's true i, I shouldn't be angry about this thing that's small in comparison to my ability to move right or or whatever it is for you And I'm sure that I'm not alone in having heard something like that.
1: I feel like for me, it was more of like, take the scraps and shut up. Yeah. And always like, keep it in perspective. That was the big thing that I was told growing up was like,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's all about perspective. Don't get too mad at this thing because remember, you're luckier than most people. And it's like, yeah, I absolutely, totally grew up with privilege I acknowledge that, and also there are things that are really me off.
0: You guys couldn't see, but I was, like, gesturing very excitedly at Emily when she was saying that because that very similar things were were told to me by my parents, and it's weird that, like, we have that uh, similar thing.
1: I don't know if it's weird, though, because I feel like probably that's what a lot of parents try to tell their disabled kids.
0: Yeah, but, like... I mean in their same breath my i, I mean i don't know about your parents you have one disabled pair which is like is so cool in retrospect
1: 50 like, percent of my parents are physically disabled
0: <laughs> I, i'm not saying that i wish mine were i'm just saying like that's such a unique experience that like we talk about it a lot but i don't really like it's just like that's so rare when i really think about it but I, they, they also told me like you know you have to work twice as hard to get half as far in terms of your disability so, like they were they whether they use the word or not, they were very keenly aware of ableism and able privilege, um at least a little. But then they would also say things like the things you were saying where you should just be grateful for what you have, which is like true comma, but this is nonsense and makes me angry
1: and not only the working twice as hard to get half as far, but also this idea that. I always had to be nice to people and this is really uh, this is what I still struggle with like I'm such a people pleaser but my mom always instilled in me this idea of you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar that's what she would say and it's a phrase that I've heard before and I've internalized that to the point that that's how I conduct myself as a human being like I always try to be Kind to people and in fact I've gotten yelled at for saying that online before the whole you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar thing wait why someone said that it reeks of privilege that I'm able to be nice to people and that I shouldn't be pandering to able bodied people and my argument to that is if I'm not nice I often don't get what I want I'm not saying that's right but like If I'm a bitch, no one's going to do anything to make sure that my life is more accessible.
0: It's also kind of a safety issue.
1: Thank you. Not kind of.
0: Not kind of. It it is. Or it can be. You don't know. So it's it's better to err on the side of caution. You know, it's always it's always better to be nice to people because you have no idea who you're going to off just enough that day or whatever.
1: Okay. well, I don't even remember if I've told this story on the podcast, but my guess is I must have. But if not, I'll tell it now. Um, And I would say to you, dear listener, stop me if you've heard it, but also don't stop me because we like you stick around. Um, So I went to see a movie with my parents. Uh, This was probably, you know, three, four years ago at this point. And we came out of the movie and I was kind of fired up from it because there were some disability themes and I was just like in a mood and there was a car that was parked in front of the curb cut. Um, and I was just like, it's cold. I want to get out. I want to go home. Like, this is not a parking space. And this car had extremely tinted windows. So I was, like, peering in the car to see if anyone was in there so I could be like, hey, could you just move this? And then all of a sudden, I get, catch a glimpse of a, the window rolling down. And there's a baby in the front seat, a baby just sitting in the front seat. And then the window rolls down further um, and I'm like so startled. I was like someone like left unsupervised children in the car and then I suddenly see the face of someone who looks like a teenager and if she is cool, but I was like taken aback in the moment. And she starts yelling at me and she's like, I'm his mom. My husband's just in there getting tickets. Like, you know, how dare you accuse me of leaving my child unsupervised in the car. And I was like, miss, I wasn't accusing anyone of anything. I'm just like confused in the moment because there's a baby in the driver's seat and you're blocking the curb cut. And I need to get down. <laughs> um, so then she's just like sitting there glaring at me. Her husband comes back out after having gotten the tickets. And I was like really annoyed at that point because, you know, move your baby out of the driver's seat and like move your car. That's not a parking space. So, long story short, I looked at the driver, the husband, and I was just like, dude, this is not a parking space. And I don't think that's that angry, but he took it as angry and he started yelling at me and my dad and he was definitely about to escalate things and I'm pretty sure he told me to um, do something sexually inappropriate to his genitalia as he drove off and gave us the finger and my dad was like trying to de-escalate the situation and my mom was like Emily, you cannot do that we could have just like gone into a fight in the parking lot you cannot tell someone off like that and meanwhile, I'm like I think my anger is justified here. This asshole blocked the curb cut for no reason. So, okay, clearly you can see I'm getting worked up now. I was not angry well, before. Well, no,
0: but I'm saying, like, just if if it's if it's how you say it, if 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 you, if how you told it is how it happened, then you hardly got angry in compared in comparison to the person you were speaking with, in my opinion. Um, the
1: the wife yeah. was like telling her husband, like she accused me of leaving our baby unsupervised in the car. And I was like, I wasn't accusing anyone of anything. I was just like, don't park here. I just
0: want to go home. Like, <laughs> just try to get out of here, dude.
1: But the thing is that it really could have escalated. And I think that was like a scary moment for me where I was reminded that I can't express anger in public if someone's doing something sh-
0: I don't usually get angry. I, 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 I mean, I don't misunderstand. I do feel anger and I like... You know, private message Emily. Can you believe this person? Uh, but I don't usually get outwardly angry, except for oh God, we were coming out of our elevator to go out of our building, and somebody else. We were going Not in. Sorry, we were going. Not
1: we like you and me. We no, no, no like Sorry, you Courtney and, and I. Yeah,
0: yeah. We're we're going out while someone else is coming in, or maybe we were going in while someone else is coming out. But point being. Uh, she was carrying a piece of carry-on luggage that rolls and she was pulling it behind her. And Courtney was rounding a corner. My partner is blind. And so they do what they do and they bumped into each other. And this lady, she goes, Jesus Christ, not under her breath. And, and I, I, I'm saying it how she said it. She didn't just whisper it. She like was outwardly upset that somebody bumped into her. And, you know, any other day I would let it, I would have let that go but i was just i guess i was feeling a little spicy because I, I, I at first i did let it go because we kept walking and then i was like eh. and i turned around and i didn't walk back to her or anything but i just i was like she's blind i said that like loudly in the hall and, and then she was like the lady said oh i'm so sorry and i said yeah i know you are and then we just kept walking and then but Courtney was like. You yell at people you don't know and I'm like I you're right but like I really I needed to do that like there was something in me that like that was gonna come out of me at some point today um it didn't make me look good but boy it felt good to do that and it was it's the same thing you know I don't know I don't I don't like look at someone and go oh they can't hurt me because as a disabled person you don't really get that I feel like able-bodied people can kind of size people up in a in a much different way than we can so I don't know you know, maybe she has something. I don't know. But I just, I needed to say that um, very badly. And it. I was embarrassed because I usually, like you, my whole life I've been told to keep my cool and I usually do. But uh, yeah, not that day. I don't really know if this has a point except for that. Sometimes it's okay to be angry.
1: No, I think the point is that Courtney's response is pretty much exactly the response that I got from my mom. It's just that like, oh my god, you absolutely should not yell at someone because you don't know what rage you're going to evoke from that person that can potentially evolve into a dangerous situation or devolve, as it were, really, really quickly. And so I've just kind of learned I need to keep my mouth shut. And the other thing is I constantly find myself in infuriating situations that are technically not even of another person's direct making where I still am like so frustrated and yet I know that I have to be really, really nice to that person or they're not gonna help me. So like, here's an example. Um, I was on the subway recently and don't let me get started on a rant about the New York City subway system. Um, Make it
0: accessible. It'll be accessible in 2050 when we're all ready to retire.
1: I Hopefully. was so calm at the beginning of this episode. And now I'm just I'm like,
0: yeah, I feel your, I, you feel your blood feet. pressure. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but again, long story short, broken elevator needed to find the alternative elevator. And there was a set of directions on the website, the MTA website that was talking about like, oh, just go find this other elevator. So I was like, OK, yeah, sure. I'll just go find this other elevator. And it was impossible. First, I tried to ask some cops for help, but they were wildly unfamiliar with the subway station. So I was like, okay, never mind.
0: Why do they put cops in subway stations if they don't know them? Put yeah. cops that know the subway in the subway.
1: For I just, real. I,
0: I never for understood. There's no reason. know
1: that subway station. Yeah, but yeah. I don't mean the
0: whole thing. F- fu- yeah, that's a whole different conversation. But I just... It's
1: unnecessary that they're there, but Okay. So then I searched like high and low for about 15 minutes and finally found the staff person at the station because they're doing this whole thing now where the staff person is supposed to be in the station walking around instead of behind the booth. I don't know what that accomplished. Yeah, but it's so annoying because you can't find them because they're not in the booth. So I finally found the person and she was very nice. But she works at this subway station, and she was like, oh, I have no idea where this other elevator is. I was like, what? But of course, I can't be like, are you joking? That's part of your job. I have to be like, oh, how about we find it together? Would you come with me and assist me? Like, I change the pitch of my voice. Um, like, I I giggle. I'm just, you know, I might as well bat my eyelashes, like, You know, but really, I just wanted to be like, are you joking? I'm asking you a very simple question.
0: I'll tell you what's not a joke. This episode's sponsor, AbleNow.
1: This episode is sponsored by AbleNow, tax-advantaged savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities.
0: For too long, Americans with disabilities could not save or invest for the future. Advocates fought hard to change this, resulting in a grassroots movement that changed the law so people with disabilities can achieve a better life experience.
1: AbleNow accounts help eligible individuals save for the future without endangering certain disability benefits that are critical for health and independence.
0: There's no enrollment fee, no minimum amount required to start your savings, and anyone can contribute.
1: AbleNow accounts are specifically designed for people with disabilities, and they're available to qualified individuals in all 50 states.
0: Funds in your AbleNow account can pay for a variety of qualified disability expenses related to health, independence, and quality of life.
1: Make 2024 the year you get your finances in order. Learn if you or someone you know is eligible to open an AbleNow account at ablenow.com. Anyways.
0: That was good, huh?
1: Great transition. I'm sure they're going to appreciate that. Um, But in all sincerity, AbleNow is super cool. We love working with them. Yeah, we love
0: them. them. They are wonderful.
1: So back to being mad. I really do find that I often have to put on a particular voice oh or if i am checking into a hotel and the room is not accessible despite having booked an accessible room i cannot get mad at the person behind the desk because then they will not be inclined to help me so instead i have to sweet talk them to get them to sort out their
0: god and it's always like i i like i know it's never the person who who's fault it is that the person I'm talking to. Like I, I get that, but then when the excuses come, it's like, well, yeah. Even though you booked it well in advance, and even though everything's on the up and up, and even though you're always at this hotel chain, even though I've seen you here before, uh, it's double booked, and uh, well, tough. <laughs> you know, like what are you supposed to do? You know, it's it's unacceptable at, at best.
1: So yeah, I just get really frustrated about how often I have to swallow my anger but especially you know online I feel like there's a little bit of a safety net there where I can get angry but even so the angrier I get on the internet the less inclined people seem to be to want to listen to what I have to say so I modulate that too
0: it is a feeling kind of balancing that I'm good at you
1: know oh cp joke
0: yeah no but it's valid like i'm not as online as you well i mean we do the show but like i don't have that presence that you do but i i often like as a consumer of it like it's interesting to see that like anger spreads faster but it i often wonder if even though it seems to spread faster if the message gets internalized because, like, everyone enjoys seeing someone get angry, but, like, I feel like maybe they might take less from it, even if they enjoyed consuming it. I don't actually know the answer to that, but that's just sort of a, a weird thing I think about when it comes to No, I
1: think that's a really good point, because I am kind of the person, as is, I think, everyone, to sit there with your popcorn glued to the screen and watching the people be loud and angry online And I have also been known to sometimes be the person who is loud and angry online, but at the same time, I think I have pushed people away in moments like that. And so the question becomes, do I express things through anger or do I try to be a bit more moderate in how I'm conveying something that is frustrating Like, I don't think that I should have to be saying things about basic accessibility in the year 2024. But at the same time, you know, if all I do is get angry about it, I think people are going to tune me out. So I try to find that happy medium. And, you know, that I know is in and of itself... um, something that i can do because i'm coming from a place of privilege and you know things that i say that i think are just kind of moderately angry i know that for example if a person of color said them they would immediately be piled on for you know being angry and how dare they express themselves like that because god forbid people of color should have emotions right
0: how dare they yeah no that was sarcasm. Of
1: course. Yeah, now, I
0: know you know that. I'm just saying that for our listeners.
1: You know, technically it's an access thing to indicate but, sarcasm. You know, yes, and
0: I that, okay, well, this is not a an episode on internet linguistics, but it is something I have noticed on platforms. So, like, slash S for sarcasm is as old as the internet itself, but there's also uh, slash J for joke, HJ for half joke, and, like, SRS for serious, and it's for people uh it's for autistic people but it's so beneficial and for for everybody because i don't know maybe you don't have this problem but i can tell you i do sometimes it's hard to tell if someone's joking in text and i'm not talking about people you know because if you know them, you can kind of feel out how you know how they are in real life but if you're scrolling you have no idea if someone's being serious or not it's very helpful way off topic but
1: no nope. I mean, yeah, is anything like it, related to accessibility off topic when we are in fact in the accessible stall?
0: A true.
1: But yeah, no, it is an access thing. You should, you know, indicate meaning because otherwise it might be lost on some people, including me, who's looking at your post being like, Oh my god, you just said something and I have no idea what to make of it. Um, yeah. But what what was I talking about? <laughs>
0: You were talking about um, you. You were saying how people of color will probably be assumed to be angry uh, before you as a as a white person, and then you were saying sarcastically, "God forbid, so a person of color has uh, you know feels frustrated or angry about something." And then we got on this topic about
1: the indicators because you said it was a access thing. Great recap of what I just said. Thank you so much. You're but welcome. Yeah, I mean, I have to acknowledge in all of this that it's a privilege for me to express my anger. And it's a privilege for me to not express my anger in a way. Um, And I feel like I can't win either way. And that is with the layers of privilege that I have. But like. I always know I'm not going to please everyone because on the flip side of the people who said that I'm too nice and that my book was too nice, for example, there are people who are like, she is so angry. She is so mean and judgmental, and it's like, sorry, dude.
0: Your your book is so it's it's neither nice nor not nice. It's just like an informative, friendly. I guess it's like if you're friendly, you're nice. But like, it's just a book. Like, I don't understand. You don't come across as anything. You come across as someone who knows what they're talking about, and then they talk about it. Like, it's real. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I know. I'm not saying that as your number one fan, although I am. <laughs> I was I'm just say, saying I'm that as somebody saying... who knows how to read. And has read books and spoken to people before. I'm like I I no, I yeah, I don't get it.
1: Everyone's gonna interpret things in their own way. That's also
0: true. That's also true. But like I I don't
1: know. Oh, see, maybe I should have used like the slash SRS or like S like in my book.
0: That's that's for the set that's for the second and third prints. Like you could
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly. But yeah, I think I mean we're talking about anger specifically but i just think that there's something about tone in general to be uh had in this conversation and also i don't want anyone misconstruing this conversation as tone policing like by no means am i saying that you gotta control yourself on the internet oh no
0: no no no. we're talking about us you do whatever you need to do like that we're just talking about ourselves
1: there I have a butt though okay but. so do I. <laughs> <laughs> technicality um, I think it also can do a disservice if you are a particular way all the time and it gets misconstrued as being how an entire community feels
0: I was going to say that exact same thing. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but sometimes, and especially when I'm angry, I feel responsible. Like, I'm the spokesperson for all disabled people. Uh, obviously, I'm not. Nobody is. But, like, you know, the communities of color talk about that all the time. Like, that that's something that, like, I think we as disabled people, I can't speak for you, but I can tell you right now, like, I feel that. Like, when I am any sort of emotion that's not like at a flat like i'm not like neutral i feel like the person i'm speaking to if they don't already know me as a person will assume that this is how everybody who's disabled is because they're not going to say oh this is how everybody with cp is or this is how this guy is because they're not most people are ignorant to the technicality of the disability and i don't mean that in like a necessarily negative way they just don't know but like i i do feel that a lot and that's, I think, part of why I try not to be angry all the time. God, it's, you sometimes need to. God, it feels so good sometimes. <laughs> like...
1: I know. Like, sometimes I am just loud and mad and, like, deal with it. I'm loud and mad. But also, um, and I think down the line, we are planning on doing more of a deep dive into the concept of, like, the spokesperson for the disability community.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. It's going to be so good. We just have have some logistics to plan out, but I'm so excited for that one. That's a little sneak peek into our schedule,
1: guys. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. But um, it's relevant to this conversation, too, because I think that the more of a presence you have, um, the more that your attitude towards something is interpreted as this is how the entire disability community feels. And I really try very hard to avoid that because just because I'm mad about something doesn't mean somebody else is. Or maybe I'm not mad about something and somebody else is really mad about something. I mean, that's happened too. There are times where, <laughs> how do I say this? I'm like, can you all calm down? And meanwhile, Everyone else around me is seemingly really mad about something, and I'm just like, "Is is this the hill we're gonna die on?" I mean, it goes all the way back to like the pre-peeled fruit conversation. Everything yeah. goes back to that conversation. But I do
0: think I, I I've matured a little bit, just just a little bit um, over these past couple of years. And I think I used to be one of those people that's, and in fact, I'm probably I'm pretty sure I you you can find a clip or two of me saying this exact thing. I used to be like a "there's always bigger fish to fry" kind of guy, and I I don't. I still kind of believe that but i used to believe it in a way that's like i don't understand why this person cares about this at all when there's a much bigger and there's be the, and it's like no, no no like that issue to that person matters a lot to that person and it matters to them it might be small to us and there might be larger issues to us and even to the community but right now they're about pre-peeled fruit or whatever you know and i yeah
1: yeah, I like think you're still
0: right. I just wanted to point that out because I think a lot of people sort of have or have had that uh, mentality as well.
1: I'm really glad you said that. That is how I try to perceive things. I do try to approach what experiences people are sharing from mm. a non judgmental point of view because I don't know what's going on in that person's life, I don't know why this particular thing is making them very angry. So I think maybe the thing that we have not said in this whole conversation is we've been talking about our expressions of anger and disabled people's expressions of anger, but what we have not said is to anyone else, like to non-disabled people or to other disabled people who are witnessing anger, can we find it within ourselves to give grace and to hold space for people and try to understand that the anger is coming from a place of we are still having the same flipping conversations that we were having you know decades and decades ago about the same basic things so yeah you're right I'm angry
0: look at you you're so pro that was like a conclusion and a half
1: is that my final takeaway? Do I have? Oh, I, don't,
0: I, a... I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But that was. That does. That seemed like a great place to ask you for one.
1: I mean, I think my final takeaway probably then is just let people live. Be angry if you want to be, but also sometimes it's not safe to be angry and. If people aren't angry, don't get angry at them for not being angry. I mean, my goodness. the that, That's a goodness.
0: very good point. That's actually, I love that.
1: Yeah, I don't even think that Um, that's my final takeaway so much. is just like something I wish I had said at the beginning. Don't get mad about how other people feel or do not feel. And again, that is coming from a position of privilege, but... You being angry that another person is angry or not angry is not going to change their emotions or their outcomes. Here, here. And what's your final takeaway?
0: I don't know. <laughs> You're so good at them. You are so good at them. My final takeaway is anger is a valid emotion, and this has been an episode of Emily and I critiquing how we express and are expected to act around things that make us angry. And it's not a reflection on anybody else but us. But we do acknowledge the fact that sometimes we get angry too.
1: That's a good takeaway. I don't know why you said that only I'm good at this. Is that what you said? Because it's not true. I
0: don't don't remember. It sounds like what I said, but it was probably something like that. It was good. I already forgot. (laughs) It says it's gone.
1: Do you know what's so funny? I feel like... The longer we've been podcasting, the more I'm just like, I have no idea if I said this in an episode. I'm lucky I remember what we podcasted on last month.
0: Literally, since I'm the one that edits this, like as soon as I stop hitting the button, I, when I hit the button to end it, it's all gone. And then I hear it again. And I'm like, wow, we sound smart. <laughs> like it's it, I literally forget everything that we say. And then I'm like, whoa, wow, there's really something there. Good for us. You know,
1: it's so funny because I don't listen to them before you publish them. But as soon as you tell me that it's live, I play it for myself because then I end up like looking for a soundbite and promoting it on social media or whatever. So I'm like, oh, let me listen to it. And I'm like, oh, man, we really said all of that. Wow. So interesting. It's like I wasn't even present for this conversation that I just had. Yep.
0: <laughs> and if you'd like to support this nonsense, go to Patreon.com slash The Accessible Soul just $1 a month to share that all current and future episodes of The Accessible Soul remain what?
1: Excellent.
0: that's right and might we say you look great today you look so good i know i know steve i know you're watching this in your in your pizza stained shorts and shirt but you know what it looks great on you
1: you too brenda
0: especially you brenda
1: i'm not sure i just felt like steve and brenda were kind of hanging out you know yeah um wow okay also last thing before we go um, I know we already told you you look good today, and don't worry, we'll remind you again in a second. But can you believe? I think we're going into year seven of podcasting. I don't know how to do math. We started in twenty sixteen. Yep, the- this is
0: our we're, we. This is this will be the beginning of our eighth year. So we just finished seven.
1: Well, so you're, I you're, don't you're know right. how to account. No, but- yeah, you
0: do. You you're counting finished years. You
1: got it. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. So we are heading into year number eight, um, although we started in October of 2016.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So it's um, like seven and a half.
1: Yeah. So anyway, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll tell you one more time, you look so good today.
0: Especially you, Stephen Brenda.
1: <laughs> thanks for listening. Bye.